Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You can learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's part three of Pastor Michael's teaching in Job chapter 34 called Defending God's Justice. You to turn to two psalms, all right? So we're looking at Psalm 104. So go a little bit to your right, Psalm 104. His preserving grace gives me breath every day. I don't know if you've ever just taken a moment to thank God for your breath. Thank you that I woke up and could breathe some breaths. 104, Psalm 104, 24. Oh Lord. How many are thy works and wisdom thou hast made them all. The earth is full of thy possessions. There is the sea great and broad in which are swarms without number, animals both small and great. There the ships move along in Leviathan, we'll study that later, which thou hast formed to sport in it. They all wait for thee to give them their food in due season. Thou dost give to them, they gather it up. Thou dost open thy hand, they are satisfied with good. Thou dost hide thy face, they are dismayed. Thou dost take away their spirit. Notice they expire and return to their dust. Thou dost send forth thy spirit, they are created. Thou dost renew the face of the ground. Let the glory of the Lord endure forever. Let the Lord be glad in his works. Turn to the very last verse of the Psalter. The book of Psalms is called the Psalter. Psalm 150, verse 6, you all know it. Let everything that has breath. Let's try it one more time. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Brother Bert. How many times a day do you say that, Brother Bert? (laughs) You lost count. (laughs) That's good. Hallelujah. Back to Job. Now, Elihu, I think, has got the attention of the crowd, and he says, if you have understanding, hear this. Listen to the sound of my words. Now, he's addressing, he's going to address Job, and that starts in verse 16, 34, 17 of Job. Shall one who hates justice rule or govern, ESV? Will you condemn a righteous, mighty one? Now, how could God rule if he hates justice? The, uh, this is a logical impossibility for Elihu, yet one writer says this argument has much, had much more weight in ancient times than today. For the philosophy behind Western democracies requires the separation of the judicial system from the executive branch of government. But in ancient thought, justice and power were believed to be united in the ideal ruler. How could God govern, says Elihu, if he hated justice? It wouldn't work. The world would be chaos. As much as we sometimes think the world is chaotic now, God could not rule and certainly wouldn't rule in the way that we would hope if he wasn't just. Now I want to show you a few more psalms and then we're going to have to move quickly. All right, back to the Psalm, Psalm 96. Just a little bit to your right. And you're gonna see some things about God in his justice and his power and his throne. I'm gonna hit some highlights 
96, Psalm 96, verse 4. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, 96.4. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the peoples are idols, but the Lord made the heavens, 96.6. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the peoples, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory of his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in holy attire. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. Indeed, the world is firmly established. It will not be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity. Let the heavens be glad, 11. Let the earth rejoice. Let the sea roar in all it contains. Let the field exult in all that is in it. Then all the trees of the forest will sing for joy before the Lord, for he is coming. He is coming to judge the earth. How could we depend on a righteous end times judgment without knowing God is just? He will judge the world in righteousness or rightness and the people's in faithfulness. Keep reading Psalm 97, one. The Lord reigns, let the earth rejoice, let the many islands be glad. Clouds and thick darkness surround him. Righteousness and justice are what? They are the foundation of his throne. That's who God is. Righteousness and justice kiss in the person of God. They are who he is. They establish, if you will, his throne because it's who he is. He is the godly ruler, the godly king. By the way, the word ruler or to govern in the Hebrew has the sense of a redemption or a mercy. God is the perfect embodiment of justice and mercy. Uh, you could say what is uh, carrying out what is right and just and true and yet so much delights in compassion. That's why we're not consumed. That's why he didn't say, all breath, come back to me. Because <laughs> he could say it every minute of every day and be justified, wouldn't you agree? I mean, think about all that goes on in the planet on a given day in thought, word, and deed. Oh my goodness, and he sees it all. How many times if you were God would you be tempted to say, all breath return to me? Or at least all the breath in this particular zip code. <laughs> Come back now. People, boom, 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 boom. Psalm 99, look at verse one. The Lord reigns, let the people tremble. He is enthroned above the cherubim, let the earth shake. The Lord is great in Zion. He is exalted above all the peoples. Let them praise your great and awesome name. Holy is he. The strength of the king loves justice. You have established equity. You have executed justice and righteousness in Jacob. Exalt the Lord our God. Worship at his footstool. Holy is he. See, God's holiness is connected to his justice. He can't do what's wrong or evil because he is holy and good. James 5.11 says, write it down for your notes, Behold, we count those blessed who endured. You have heard of the endurance of Job, James 5.11, and you've seen the outcome of the Lord's dealings, that the Lord is full of compassion and is merciful. Job 34.18. Who say to a king, worthless one, this is, He's saying this of God to nobles, wicked ones. Jesus said of Herod, go and tell that fox 
Behold, I cast out demons and perform cures today and tomorrow, and the third day I reach my goal. God shows no partiality, 34.19 of Job, to princes, nor regards the rich above the poor. They are all the work of his hands. In a moment they die. And at midnight, Elihu continues, people are shaken and pass away, and the mighty are taken away without a hand. Well, is God fair? Does he show partiality to rich people or rulers? Well, if Nebuchadnezzar's in heaven, ask Nebuchadnezzar how God dealt with him. Nebuchadnezzar ended up eating grass for about seven years as an animal, right? Feathers and long nails, right? How about David? David thought that he had pulled one over on everybody until Nathan the prophet came to David and said, you are the man. Well, we could go down the list. There's many, many people, rulers and the like that God has dealt with. And he's made no bones about their position or their influence or their power. Do You see where it says at midnight people are shaken and pass away? In a moment they die, verse 20. The writer is not saying that the moment a wicked ruler does something wicked, he dies. But the Bible is saying that in a moment he dies. Sometimes at midnight, the time when you're in bed and feel the most secure and rested. Do you know what time the Passover happened? At midnight. And there wasn't one house in Egypt where someone wasn't dead save the ones that had the blood, and the cry went out, Exodus 12, 29. The Lord is just, but it took a while to reach the goal of judgment. If you're an Israelite, you may have prayed for 80 years for deliverance to come. Where is God? And then at midnight, in a moment of time, all the firstborn in Egypt are dead. See, God has his calendar. God has fixed a day when he will judge the world in righteousness. God's calendar is not mine. It's not for you to know the times and the seasons by which God will do this or that. Acts chapter 1, verse 7, restore the kingdom to Israel. It's not for you to know that. That's why we're called to walk by faith. For his eyes are upon the ways of man, 21. He sees all his steps. There is no darkness or deep shadow where the workers of iniquity may hide themselves. Well, maybe God doesn't see some things. No, he sees it all. For he does not need to consider a man further. Job doesn't need his day in court. God has all the facts. The only reason you have a court case is to learn the facts and see who's telling the truth. God doesn't need to be updated. He's already got all the facts. Let me bring my case. One day when I appear before God, me and the big man upstairs, we're going to have a conversation. We're going to work some things out. Oh, no, you're not. Because he already knows everything about you. He even knows what you think you're going to squeak out in his presence. You see, he does not need to consider a man further that he should go before God in judgment. He breaks in pieces mighty men without inquiry. He doesn't need the information. He's omniscient. He knows everything. He sets others in their place. Therefore, he knows their works, and he overthrows them in the night, and they are crushed. Essentially, what Elihu is saying to Job and anybody else who will listen, you don't need your day in court, Job. God is up to something. 
and this is a matter of trust. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Michael Lance says that at the end of each week, get to church. Fellowship is important. If you live in Southern California, make sure you visit the church Pastor Michael has the honor of serving as senior pastor. Living Truth Christian Fellowship is in the city of Corona on 1009 Arsenal Way. You can learn more about the church on walkintruth.com. If you listen to Walk in Truth and you're nowhere near Southern California, Pastor Michael would ask that you make an effort to get into fellowship. Being alone is needed sometimes, but it's not the way the Lord would have you live. Pastor Michael and the whole Walk in Truth team pray you get to church this week and learn more about Pastor Michael Lance, the mission of Walk in Truth, and our church at walkintruth.com. Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. We'd love to see who's listening. So please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance right here on Walkin' Truth. You see, he does not need to consider a man further that he should go before God in judgment. He breaks in pieces mighty men without inquiry. He doesn't need the information. He's omniscient. He knows everything. He sets others in their place. Therefore, he knows their works and he overthrows them in the night and they are crushed. Essentially, what Elihu is saying to Job and anybody else who will listen You don't need your day in court, Job. God is up to something, and this is a matter of trust. And that's where it can become very hard when I'm confused, especially about something that's happening to me personally. Amen? I mean, let's be honest. We're going through the book of Job because we all got our questions, and this is where we all struggle. You see, whatever is going on with us right now from my notes, what we can know is that God knows and God cares. He loves us. This does not mean that difficulty and pain will disappear. Sometimes it will, sometimes it won't. But that he is there. Jesus said in the famous Great Commission passage, Matthew 28, and behold, I am with you always, even to the what? End of the age. But do you know that the 11 of the 12 apostles that were listening to those words were killed and died a martyr's death? I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. They heard that. They believe that, yet 11 of the 12 were martyred for their faith, including a historical account of Peter being crucified upside down. So God being with us gives us hope, but it doesn't mean that difficulty always disappears. You see, he strikes them like the wicked in a public place. Because 27, they turned aside from following him, had no regard for any of his ways, so they caused the cry of the poor to come to him that he might hear the cry of the afflicted. Afflicted. Sometimes we wonder, well, what about people who do all this evil? Well, Elihu's arguing that God will judge them publicly like he did Nebuchadnezzar or even Haman in the book of Esther. They're going to get theirs in the end. But how about when he keeps quiet? Here's Job's other question about God's justice. What about when you pray about something and it feels like God has turned his face away and all you get is crickets back? Does silence, what does it mean, (laughs) right? Look, if you find the answer to that, would you let me know? 
But I don't believe that silence means that you should just move forward like gangbusters. Well, you didn't answer, so let's just go for it. <laughs> I think we've got to be careful. Silence could mean wait. It could mean that, you know, I'm doing something that you're not going to see right now. When he keeps quiet, who then can condemn? When he hides his face, 29, who can behold him? That is in regard to both nation and man, what he's doing in allowing a nation, certain nations of the world, or uh, godless rule in verse 30, so that godless men should rule. How do some of these dictators rule for decade upon decade and bring snares to their people? And it seems like God doesn't pay attention. What do we do with that? Well, when God seems silent, we need to remember that God is always working. Jesus said that about his father in John 5, 17. He lets individuals and nations go on for a time. In Genesis 15, 16, how many of you remember this verse? The iniquity of the Amorite is not yet complete. God says that to Abraham. You're like, say what? Until you realize that what God is saying is that the Amorites are part of the people in the land of Canaan, one of the Ite people, the Ites, the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, and that their iniquity hasn't come to a full state of completion to where God decides that's the time that I'm going to judge them. So he tells Abraham, hey, the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet complete. And what that means is I'm not going to judge them yet because there's a certain amount of sin and they're going to hit the ceiling. And when they do, that's when I'm going to judge them and it's not complete yet. Do you get that? Do you know what his ceiling is? I just want it to be high in my particular case. Right? When it's other people, let, let's, let's start taking breath away from zip codes, right? But when it's me, I'm, I'm hoping for a high, one of those really high ceilings in the new houses, right? When it's them, eh. You see, God is patient. He's not wishing that any perish, but all what? Come to repentance, 2 Peter 3, 9. For has anyone said to God, I've borne chastisement, I will not offend anymore? Now, he's winding down and he's saying, okay, is anybody here going to repent? And he's speaking specifically, I think, to Job. This is the New American Standard updated version of verse 32. It says, teach me. And I tell you, folks, this just jumped off the page to me. Teach me what I do not see. If I've done iniquity, I will not do it again. Elihu, in a moment, I, I think of incredible, profound depth, says, hey, does anyone need to repent? Anybody being chastised and willing to say, yeah, that's me and I won't offend anymore, I'll stop. And I'll also add, oh Lord, teach me what I don't see. Wouldn't it be great if that was our prayer every day? Lord, teach me the things that I don't see. I don't see everything. That's my problem. You do, I don't. So uh, it says, shall he recompense on your terms because you've rejected it? For you must choose and not I, therefore declare what you know. In essence, Elihu's saying, do you think God's just gonna roll over and say, okay, you're all right. <laughs> no. He, the ball's been hit to you. It's in your court. It's a summons to make a choice. And then finally, men of understanding will say to me, and a wise man who hears me, Job speaks without knowledge. Remember, he's been making his case potentially at the gate of the city. His words are without wisdom. Job ought to be tried to the limit because he answers like wicked men. For he adds rebellion to his sin, claps his hands among us, and multiplies his words against God. Something's got to be done, Elihu says, and that's why I spoke up in the first place. Remember, he said he was hesitant to speak, but he, had, he just had to speak up. 
And remember how many times it says of Elihu when we first met him, he was angry. His anger was burning. He was angry. And that's one of our problems. We think someone, if we finally said, that's enough. You're not talking anymore. Now I'm going to talk. But if we let anger dictate our conclusions, we may be off as well. You see, Elihu is right about a lot of things. But he has judged Job pretty harshly as an onlooker, not walking in his moccasins. Oh God, teach me what I do not see. Before I condemn somebody else, help me to think about if I was that man, what might I say to the heavens? And help me to temper anything I might say in a corrective way to that man in the way that I might want to hear it had I lost all 10 of my children. Had my houses been crashed down, had I become the target sites for Satan? Had I lost everything, including my health, and been on the verge of death? See, Elihu's right in a lot of what he says. But God, help us to pray, oh Lord, help me to see what I don't see so that I don't make an unrighteous judgment or I, I don't say to a group of people, this person deserves the worst. I'm going to ask Shane to come up and remind all of us that when people looked at the cross of Jesus Christ, they saw it as the ultimate injustice. But I mentioned to you earlier, it's where love and justice intersect is at the cross of Christ. And that was an injustice, but that injustice ended up being what? Our salvation. So sometimes the things that I don't understand and don't see, God exploits them for his good purposes. And even though I shake my head at tragedies and I don't get a lot of things in this world, I know that God is good, just, loving, holy, exploits things for his eternal purposes, does things according to his will, and shows me how much his love and justice meet together at the person of Christ for my salvation. Amen. You've been listening to Defending God's Justice, Part 3 on Walk in Truth. That was the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Job chapter 34. If you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Just so you know, we have free apologetic events coming up, and we'd love it if you joined us. They're called 633, and that's based off of Matthew 633. Pastor Michael invites special guests, professionals in their fields, to talk about hard topics that affect the culture. In the past, we've had guest speakers that have talked about the issue of racism, the COVID-19 pandemic, suicide, and how we as Christians can talk about these issues. You can watch those talks and many others on our free Living Truth app. And having the app on your phone or tablet will help because you'll be the first to know the details about our upcoming events. If you live outside California, you can still be a part of our 633 events because we live stream them. And with the app, you can participate in the question and answer portion of the event. Learn more about 633 when you download the Living Truth app. It's the one with the red logo with the pillars or by visiting walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael with a final word. Well, if you live long enough, you know that there's some things that happen and justice doesn't necessarily occur, you know, on the spot or even years later. And you, you say something like this. Well, how long do I have to wait? Sometimes court cases drag on or someone may be imprisoned and, you know, they were innocent. Um, how long, oh Lord, how long do I wait? And, you know, the truth is, brethren, that uh, 
your sin will find you out, and there's going to be a lot of things that are brought to light this side of heaven. But don't forget that one day everything's going to be brought to light when Jesus Christ sits on his throne and judges the nation. So even if we have to wait till after this life uh, for justice to be done, be assured it will be done. And that's why we need to run to the foot of the cross and celebrate the gospel of Jesus Christ. And let me just say, if you're a person waiting for justice, or maybe you're wondering, you know, is God's heavy hand going to come down on me for something I've done wrong? The best thing you can do is run to the foot of the cross. You say, what does that mean, Pastor Michael? That sounds like Christianese. Well, what it means is run to Jesus. Trust in Jesus Christ, his death on the cross for you, his resurrection from the dead. Follow him as your king, your God, your savior, your Lord. And he will deal with all of those angles, with your sin, with the consequences. You can trust him with it all because he is faithful. God bless you. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. This is Pastor Michael, and Lord willing, we'll see you right here tomorrow. Remember, Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. Your financial partnership helps us broadcast on this station, provide the podcast for free, and it helps us do our free apologetic events too. So please consider becoming a monthly partner of at least $5 a month, or you can donate at walkintruth.com. And join us tomorrow for Pastor Michael's teaching in Job 35 called Waiting for Justice. I'm Mike Massaro. Hey, thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.